Welcome to the Gathering Network Covenant Partner Podcast, a conversation designed to help covenant partners live Jesus-shaped lives. Well, hello again, Gathering Network Covenant Partners. Glad to be with you today. I'm here again with Ben Myers. What's up? And Jordan Bonfield. Word. It's just starting to be like really normal to have you on this podcast the way we like it. <laughs> That's right. Glad you're here. Thanks. Hey, let's jump into this. You got announcements for us? I have a few announcements. So get out your calendars, get out your phone, wherever you need to write these down. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you what's coming up next. First, we've got the 61 retreat, August 18th and 19th at Bridgeport Community Church. This is our twice a year opportunity to be with one another, to connect uh, with other missional communities and to plan for the next six months. We are absolutely honored to have Paul and Ellie McConaughey joining us for the retreat in August. Paul and Ellie have years of practical experience to draw from, and we're looking forward to having time with them as they travel from Indiana to join us in August. Again, August 18th and 19th at Bridgeport Community Church. You should have received the invitation in your in your inbox, so please make sure that you RSVP and make sure to get your kiddos registered so we have enough child care workers for that weekend. The second thing to make sure you know about is that form starts in September. We are currently still taking applications at formkc.org. Form is a nine-month immersion experience that brings valuable learning with seasoned leaders and helpful content and experiences to help you grow in your calling with the mission of God. Consider this opportunity, whether you're single or married, whether you're leading a missional community or not, Form is a great place to work on hearing God's voice and putting into practice the ways of Jesus. For more information or to apply, go to formkc.org. The last thing to put on your calendars for this fall is covenant season. Throughout the month of September, this is a time of remembrance for the Gathering Network family, celebrating what God has done and how he is transforming us to become more like him. Make a note on your calendars that Covenant Night is September 24th. This is a night filled with reflection, hope stories, and encouragement as we look at committing another year together as a family. Well, I'm excited about this episode. Actually, this episode is the one that caused me to reach out to Mike and Sally to see if they would be okay with sponsoring uh, the Covenant Partner podcast while I was away on sabbatical. This is a newer idea for them. You know, we've listened to them teach us for years about how to live as a family on mission, but they're bringing to us something new in this episode, the idea of family as mission. All right, well, when it comes to, you know, living as a family on mission, over the years, you know, whenever something is new, there's always a, a lot of space and time when you have to learn how to live with a new idea to figure out how to live into it. For us, that has been what it's like around this discussion about living as a family on mission. So, you know, the idea was not to have to choose between family or mission or to have to manage living as a family and then to add the mission to our lives, but to live as a family on mission, to let family be the vehicle that mission happens through in our life. Well, what happens when the margin that it takes to live as a family on mission goes away? What happens when there's a tragedy? 
what happens when we get tired or when we need rest, what happens when we move into a new context and we need to get our bearings for a while. Well, Mike and Sally reflect on the need to allow the family to become the mission for a while, to live family as mission. Well, we figure that this is going to be a really helpful thing for us, and our hope is that this will blanket the Gathering Network movement with a ton of much-needed grace so we can envision living into the idea of living as families on mission for the future of our lives. Well, one of the most powerful things that I think Sally said in this episode is that she addressed the women, the mothers who hear the vision of living as a family on mission, and they just immediately think, and I, you know, I'm paraphrasing on this, but they just think, man, you mean that my life, my home is going to have to be open for the next however many years, always hosting, always carrying people's pastoral needs, always having an open door to my home? Well, what happens when the family or the individual needs to take a rest or a sabbatical, if you will? Well, that's what this episode is all about, and it's a good one, maybe even a game changer for us. So I'm so glad this idea of family as mission is getting inserted into the conversation of living together as families on mission. Let's jump into this episode. We hope it blesses you as much as it's blessed us. Hello. And welcome to the Off Mic Podcast. As has been my practice over these last few occasions, I have Sally here with me, and I'm very glad to tell you that she's smiling and ready to go. I am. I'm ready to go. That's you are it. ready to go, aren't you? I've had a cup of tea. Yes. I'm good to go. I've still got my cup of tea with yeah. me. And um, we're talking about something that's kind of emerged in our reflection on Family on Mission over yes. this last little while. Because as we've kind of dug into our own experience and answered the questions of the many people that have been to the Family on Mission experiences, we've begun to think about a new little phrase. We've got Family on Mission, Family or Mission. We've got Family as Mission now. Yes, it's a new little bit yeah. to that reflection that really came out of speaking to literally hundreds of people yeah. and realising that on our journey, yeah. we had spent some time in neither of the three categories that we'd mentioned before, which was or, and, or on. But so family <laughs> or mission. Yes, family, family and mission or family on mission yes which but, is, and that's all in the book isn't it and when the yes. new book comes out that uh, the, the second edition that which you're, i am writing you're currently working on i am i'm currently working on that so we're, we're going to have this fourth yes family mission thing and it's going to be family as mission yes and the thing that i've reflected about it having re- looked at our own journey and other people's is yeah. there are moments and seasons, times, uh, occasions in the life of a family and that small, large, extended or nuclear family. Whatever family. Whatever family. um, That require family as mission. So the family becomes the mission rather than is the vehicle of mission. Yes. Yes. And I think that this is extremely releasing, yes. extremely freeing, 
particularly for people who have felt guilty about not being able to do family on mission, but have a heart for it. And the reason that they can't do it is because of some other prevailing outside or inside circumstance. So it can be... Give us some examples. Well, it can be like um, you've suffered a loss. Yeah. There's been a big grief and loss in the family. And so instead of being on mission in your grief and loss, you need to come back and function within the family so that the family itself is able to heal, recover, go through the grieving process and not just feel like it's being driven towards mission all the time. Yes, and really push, not, you're not feeling like you're having to push yourself to the edges. Yeah. You're able to go, okay, there is a time when we need to heal, as you've yeah. said, yeah. a time to reflect. Um, and so that's one of the times that I think is very obvious. We as a family have um, suffered grief and loss and have done that. Yeah. And uh, I know that Becky and Phil have done that with their grief and loss over... Oliver and they are uh, Oliver, the, our grandson, Oliver, their, our son, grandson their son, and so they're now beginning three years on to think about family as mission, a yes. family on mission, yes. rather than just thinking about their family as mission. Yeah. They now have two adopted children, and they have a completely different worldview, different you know thing happening. So let's just think about this for a minute, because I think it's important that we understand that there are two default positions that we need to think about. There is family as mission as a default position. Yeah. So you've been out there, you've, uh, you've encountered difficulties, you've, uh, you've, you've encountered grief, you've encountered sickness, you've encountered who knows what. Yeah, just simply, sometimes just it the could stuff be, of life. Or moving. Just tired. Mo- yeah, tired, moving. Yeah. Things that are that are going to actually take a lot out of your capacity. And so at that point, you return to the family, function as family, work as family, and allow the family to do the thing that the family does best, which is to provide for, protect, and heal the people within it. Yes. And then the other default position is to say, okay, we're, we're now functioning as family, but as family, we can go to the frontiers of our mission, to our community, to the people that we're called to, and go and do mission, because that's the other swing of the pendulum. So Becky and Phil, they they lost Oliver a, a few years ago. They've kind of gathered in, functioned as a family, with us as an extended family, with their new adopted children, and now a beginning from that place of security, family as, uh, as mission, yes. are now moving out as family on mission. Yes, and they right. want to reach okay. their neighbourhood and think, people. I think that's a clear way of putting it, yeah. Yes, and I and I think that we've experienced that. The first time I think we experienced it was when we came to America, to the wonderful Little Rock, Arkansas. In, in the early 90s. In the early 90s, and I particularly had suffered a lot of um, just gruelling, yes. hard times. Just damaging stuff. Just miserable. Yeah, yeah. Um, stuff within that environment and so I realized that what I was doing unintentionally but with um, a purpose was concentrating 
on us as a family and mm. making sure that everyone was okay after yeah. that experience. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that is, you know, to nurture, to yeah. to grow, to and, and, and honestly, to dis- we've, we've been through a similar thing recently, haven't we? Yes. And then when we came to Greenville, um, I think we did exactly the same. I think we realised that the previous ten years had been very hard, mm. and we needed to assess, to regroup. Yeah to uh, find out, yeah, reflect, yeah. to see what the new direction would be and to find who the people of peace are and yeah, yeah. and where the next mission might be. I mean, that's another thing mm-hmm. that often it can be used as a sort of uh, foray into seeing... Well, what... it's a kind of recalibration, isn't it? You, you, you pull back and you can take stock and you can look at the new frontier and you can say, yeah. that's the new frontier that we're going to go to. Yes. Yeah. Rather well, than just ploughing forward and everyone becoming... And you know. so really what we're saying is that, yes, family is the principal vehicle of mission in the New Testament and since the New Testament, and we believe is the principal vehicle that God wants to use today as we, certainly as we understand family as a bigger unit, not just the nuclear family, but the extended family where we add other people to it. And really the the missional community movement is really an expression of family on mission. Yes. So we're, we're saying all of that's absolutely true. But actually, that, that, that family needs to live in what we would call the rhythm of life. Yes. So the, so the semicircle in the life shapes gives us a picture of how a family on mission should function. A family on mission should swing towards mission, produce fruit... And then be prepared to be pruned back from all of the external activities that it's doing and come back to a place of rest, come back to a place of abiding and allow those times of healing and regeneration where Jesus says, abide in my love, let my words abide in you. And that's not just in us individually, that's us as a family. Yes. And then on the basis of that, allow the growth and the movement towards mission to occur again. And so the picture that we find say, in John 15, is um, is a hugely important one, isn't it? I mean, uh, I'm thinking particularly of uh, the way that Jesus describes um, the, the picture of the vine. So if we think of this in terms of family, it says this, I'm the true vine, my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I will abide in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. So if we think of, of a branch not as an individual, but a branch being a family, then we say the family grows, moves out, bears fruit, and then is pruned back. And as a family abides in in Christ, abides in Jesus, lets his words abide in us as a family, allows uh, his love to marinate in the family so that as a family we kind of soak in the love of Jesus. And then on that basis, we move out again and grow. And so it's the pattern, the rhythm of life first established in Genesis where God rests from his labours. And the very first family... Adam and Eve, 
rest with him. And from that place of rest, we go into work, which is obviously the main work of the kingdom is to is to carry on the mission of God to the world. Absolutely. So so that's really what we're saying there, isn't it? Yes, and I think that... It's a really important addition to the whole teaching on family on mission, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like it gives some freedom and some release for people who are in that place but feel guilty, Yeah. who need to abide but have felt the pressure of the the teaching of mission, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. And I think that um, it's just absolutely key. It's part of, you know, what we believe and what we've been teaching around the country for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that the only sort of uh, caution in that yeah. is that if it becomes, the family becomes an idol, if yeah. you actually are just concentrating on the family so much that you will never step out of mission. Like, we are not healed enough yet. Yeah, yeah. We're not whole enough yet. Yeah. We're still we're never tired. Going to be fully we're ready. never going to be fully ready. Yeah. And clearly, it's possible to, in my opinion, carry one person who's tired. Is when you're all in that place, mm-hmm. you're all tired, you're all grieving, mm-hmm. you're all lost, you're all, you know, in a mm-hmm. space of change, that it requires that. And then to really be accountable for when this that moment changes and the concentrating on the healing and abiding becomes what you might call indulgent or excessive or an idolization of the family. So really what we're saying then is the way that we guard against overly focusing on mission or overly focusing on the family is to have predictable patterns. Yes. So, I mean, some of the predictable patterns that we have, for instance, are we go for a walk on a Sunday. Yes. I mean, as long as it's not, you know, terrible weather or something like that. It's a common kind of meeting place where we all turn up at Cleveland Park. We all go for a walk. It's a very similar walk. We play yes. boo sticks off the bridge. And and it's a it's a place of abiding for us as a family, isn't it? So there are there are patterns and predictable patterns of being family as mission and predictable patterns of family on mission. So yes, I think that's really key, isn't it's it? It's very key. And the thing about them being predictable is they don't cost you as much energy. Yeah, They're easy and you're able to abide. Like we always go to the same place. We always park in yeah, the yeah, same yeah. spot. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel every week. You're not having to text everybody. It's just, it's yeah. always four o'clock yeah. Cleveland Park. And so it's like, I, I think that that is one of the keys to it, to make the abiding productive. Yeah. Because even in that time of abiding, you can make it hard. Yeah. So if you have the predictable patterns, then you just roll into it, don't you? If you so, always eat the yeah. same food for breakfast, you know, yeah. whatever it so is. So every day, every day when the kids were young, we would pray with them as, at night when they were going to bed. We would have breakfast with god as we used to call it every day so there are patterns to the day where we're just family basically there's not many other people involved usually i mean occasionally people stay overnight so they're involved but but in generally that it's it's us as a family kind of being restored being ready and really what we're doing i mean we talked about this for years but really what we're doing is we're kind of relabeling part of the predictable pattern to say 
Part of the predictable pattern of a family on mission is to be family as mission. And so daily we do it, weekly we do it. Yes. And then seasonally you do it. Yes. Where you say, well, you know, vacation, that shouldn't be mission, that should be vacation. Yes. And maybe, like the one that we've just gone through, you know, over a period of time, it's almost like a sabbatical, isn't it? It's it's like uh, it's like being on a sabbatical from the family on mission thing, which is which is, I mean, like the thing that we've been through over these last couple of years. You kind of you retreat, you re- regroup, you reflect, you think through what's going on, and then you begin to move out. I mean, it's interesting to see how we're beginning to move out right now, isn't it? With the the Monday evening. Yeah neighborhood uh on a monday now we're um we're meeting uh it's exactly the same time and uh it's for all our neighborhood yeah. anybody within our neighborhood we all meet together um i cook something in the good old trusty crock pots yes um anything that's easy and then what we do is everyone brings things yeah the same things but what's so interesting it's just all our neighbors basically it's all our neighbors and we meet between 6 and 8 so it's very easy. Yeah. It's a Monday night and we've called it, we've made it through Monday yeah. meal. We've yeah. made it through Monday meal, so it's just a fun thing. Yeah, People yeah. are working. Yeah. And we we meet, we chat, we tell stories, we laugh, and we are beginning to work out the things that we can do to bless and um, nurture, nurture this community. Yeah, yeah. And so we're talking about doing... One of those little libraries where you put a little box on the road. It's and kind of library boxes. Yeah, li- there's a special name for them, which I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, a library box. And yeah. um, we have a community garden, which we're all going to work in and maybe have picnics in instead of yeah. the crock pot when it's hot weather. And so that's what we're doing now on a Monday. But that has come out of yeah. the season of abiding. Yeah, that's right. And I think the key when I'm thinking about it, Mike, is yeah. whilst abiding... You don't, first of all, you are very clear about still listening to what the Lord is saying. Yeah. So you don't have your blinkers on. You don't have your ear muffs on, so you can't hear anything. Yeah. Because it's been in that season of abiding that we have felt the grace and the opportunity to do this Monday night meeting. Yeah. Well, it's like you. It says in, uh, in John 15, Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Sounds so like a good so, plan so to me. So it's clearly the idea then about abiding is we're supposed to abide in his love. He says that, uh, abide in my love. But, but And to express that love for one another, obviously. But clearly there's this thing about listening, isn't there? It's really key. Yes, and it's and it's also... It's about, I feel like, having open hands even in that time of abiding. It's not about bolting the door and shutting everything out. So it's basically letting go of stuff so that you've got empty hands to receive the the new resources and the blessings and the revelation that God's got for you. Yes, and I think that that is just key to the whole of the, the new... What we've been talking about, we've been teaching family on mission for a long time. Yeah. But this is something that people may have yeah. not heard of, may have, yeah. you know. And it's something that there's that's there's a kind of a there's a kind of a rising 
sense within the the seminars that we do and the you know the experiences yes. that we share that people really want to hear about this because quite obviously you know the people that are at, at these these events are people who want to do mission but then they're having to think about well you know we've just does, had a baby you know what does that mean for my life you know I'm, yeah what about when I'm ill or what about when I've just moved jobs yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. so, and I, I so think how it, do you how do you steward mm. how do you steward the life of a family on mission is, is really the big question, isn't it? Yes, and I think, to be absolutely honest, it's mainly the women who have a sigh of relief on their faces. Yeah. It's mainly the women who go, or the men who go, that is true. Yeah. I must. Yeah. We must speak about that yeah. and work it I think out. that's partly to do with, the, you know, very often women are the more practical of the pair. And, you know, they think of all the practical considerations yeah, and the they girls do. aren't really thinking about it. And they're thinking, OK, if I have to... It's not open, always the case, but, you know. No, and if I have to open up my home... 24/7 7 days a week for yeah, the rest yeah, of my yeah. life I'm going to be bur- I'm going to be burned out so course, I don't yeah. want to engage in it yeah, yeah. and I think what's interesting is once you put this in people are more likely to engage in family on mission yes. because they know that they have this rhythm to come back yeah yeah and and Jesus says it quite clearly doesn't he, he says yeah. you will you will bear fruit you've been yes. chosen to bear fruit you've been appointed to bear fruit but of course it comes out of abiding and he says it very, very clearly. You cannot bear fruit unless you abide. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> so clearly we cannot be a fruitful family on mission unless we are a kind of thoughtful family as mission. No. Is that is that about right, do you think? Yes, and then the only the last thing just to say is that of course for everybody, no matter what your personality, abiding will look slightly different. Yeah. So don't look at everyone in the family and go. Yeah, and don't be a fascist. Yeah, I mean, you know, everything's you fine to, as long as you're not a fascist. Yeah, you, you start not. telling people the way that they're going to abide. Yeah, you've got to ridiculous. spend four hours in prayer and oh, fasting, yeah, and you've got to do yeah. that, and you've got to, you know. People know that, but yeah. obviously we don't believe that stuff. No, but it's just it's worth yeah, you know, just really, saying yeah, that everybody yeah. abides differently. Totally, yeah, totally. Very good. Well, I think that's great. So we'll put this blog out, I mean, this podcast out, and then it will be turned into a blog over the next few weeks, and uh, we'll see what the response is. I think that'd be good. Let's see. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll be back with you in just a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Off Mic Podcast. All right. I think that this could really be a game-changing conversation for us. I think that this family as mission idea is going to give a ton of much needed grace to movements like ours, the gathering network uh, movement. Also the other ones that are, that we know of that are out there that are trying to live as families on mission. JB, what was your big takeaway from this one? Yeah. You know, I think um, it's always good to hear Mike and Sally talk about the need and permission that there is for rest uh, in the midst of busy life and, and especially in the midst of experiencing pain or trauma or loss. Um, but I also really uh, admire Sally's feedback around not letting the family become an idol mm. in the midst of yeah. processing pain and healing, maybe even taking a break um, from from hosting or really living the missional life. But sometimes, you know, it can it can just be really easy to start to become protective of family and home after you experience loss or you have a trauma or pain or marriage that that is in challenge. And I just really want to 
encourage us that it's important to listen to God through that process and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you um, and to guide your life and your family because he really wants to use your family as um, just an avenue for his glory. Mm -hmm. And that includes our pain. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's permission to process pain, to take a break, to take rest, and also just recognize sometimes fear can seep in and we want to protect our family. We want to protect um, our time and our space as we recover. And that's important, but also we got to listen to the spirit and allow the Lord to lead us through that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. Ben, what about you, man? It's awesome. JB. Man, some of mine was similar. I just felt like it was like um, just an acknowledgement um, and a validation that sometimes life happens, mm-hmm. you know, you have a new baby, you have a job transition, whatever it may be. And your capacity in those times just drops, you know, in some major ways. And it's just a blanket of grace to say, hey, let's just acknowledge that that's the reality, mm-hmm. you know. And and that it's not like changing what we're doing. It's not changing that we're family, living as family on mission. It's just the reality of um, some grace for my current circumstance, the reality that I'm in. And it allows me then to move forward in that too, in a healthy way. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, man. It's been, it's been so funny. Uh, you know, we're recording this before my sabbatical. <laughs> this is, this is, and I'm sure it's just been a wonderful time. I'm sure that my sabbatical has just been a tremendous time, but it had me thinking about, uh, what that space of time is going to be like for my family. Cause it really is this, our, our family is going to become the mission for a while because we're living deeply into this life as family on mission in Kansas City all the time. And yet we're taking the space of time to say, hey, we need a minute to just rest and recover and to listen to Jesus and to uh, let him fuel our heart again to abide in him for a while so that we can continue to live as a, as a fruitful family. And it got me thinking just about the the families in the gathering network and thinking about sabbatical and thinking that it really does need to be fair, I think. It not, it not only needs to be fair, it needs to be something that we look forward to, I think. For some of our families that are really taking the mantle of leadership in missional communities, they're really running forward, family on mission, to look into the future and plan a sabbatical. Like, look into the future and plan a space of time where you're going to say, hey, for this very specific, maybe even a very brief period of time, three months for my family is not a tremendous amount of time. It's in terms of our our life together and our future together, that's going to be like a blink of an eye, but it's a substantial bit of time in the here and now. And a space like three months will really heal our hearts, I think. It will really help us recover. It will really help us have more energy and strength and stamina for the next leg of the journey. And it just made me want to just say, hey, what if our covenant partner base, the ones who are really living into this idea of family on mission, that are really going to carry this uh, vision of living this way into the future, the long marathon, the long obedience in the same direction. We're talking decades into the future. There have to be times where we plan on moments of rest that are sometimes extended. And so I just want to uh, invite some of our covenant partners, some of our leaders, missional community leaders, to just begin to think in terms of sabbatical, to think in terms of what could it look like for us to take a moment where we really get intentional about taking a break so that we can really sustain this way of living into the, the long future together. You know, things like tragedy, 
do happen and, and some of these family as mission moments get forced on us, uh, but they don't always have to be forced on us. We can also plan them in our future. And I think that it needs to be fair to, to put that out there. So I loved this episode. I'm looking forward to the conversations that are going to happen as a result of this episode. And uh, yeah, hopefully that feels like a gift to you. Hey, listen, if you haven't been to michaeljamesbreen.com, we want you to go there because we want you to take a look at these daily devos that Mike is producing every single day as he follows the Moravian reading. And he takes the New Testament passage from the Moravian reading and expounds on it in a way like only Mike can do with his really extensive knowledge of the Word of God. He just builds an incredible story on top of that Moravian text every single day for $9 a month. I just encourage you to subscribe to it even just for a month or two, just to see what kind of value it adds to your life. Also, stop by the Off Mic podcast and subscribe to that on iTunes. Mike and Sally, if you have a chance to listen to this, we want you to know from the Gathering Network Covenant Partners, thank you so much for being guests on our podcast this summer. We love you, and we are so appreciative of your your leadership and wisdom and guidance. Love you, Gathering Network Covenant Partners, and uh, we'll see you soon.